Good morning, everyone. Are you happy today? Well, I have some good news for you. Uh, just a little house cleaning things. Uh, let me see. Let me begin. Dave Shuttleworth had open heart surgery this week. He went through it. He is doing fantastic. He is in Florida South and would love to have some visitors. So uh, if you know David Shuttleworth or if you just really enjoy going to the hospital and be meeting random people, uh, feel free to go. I believe he's in room 8824, but check with the downstairs and they'll get you there. And then also Clara Lowe was in the hospital this week and I believe she's either going home yesterday, today, maybe tomorrow, but she's doing much better. So praise the Lord for that. Amen. God, God is good to us. Um, one other thing, in, in just a little less than two weeks, Nancy and I will be going to a missions conference in France, and I need you guys to pray for us. Uh, next week, we're going to ask the church to, to pray with us, that as we go over, that we'll be able to minister and minister well, minister effectively, and be used by God. And so I'm really excited about that. And then at the end of May, we're going to have one of those missionary couples with us uh, that's going to be speaking for us. So a lot, a lot of good things coming up. So a lot of good things. Now, if you remember a few weeks ago, we had Tom Denon, one of our elders, come up and so you could get to know them, meet them a little bit. And uh, this is an, an elder-led church. Uh, scripturally, uh, Paul told Timothy and Titus to, to establish elders in each church to kind of oversee the spiritual well-being of the church. So our elders are there to look out for your best interest. They're there praying for you, to encourage you, to lift you up. And I think it's good that, that we get to know who they are. So I'm going to ask uh, Chris Santos if he would come, and th that way you can get to know him a little bit as well. So, good morning, Chris. So I'm going to give you, let's go with the blue mic, because, here, have a seat. So this is Chris Santos, if you don't know Chris. Good morning. So. Good morning. I like it. It works well. <laughs> so, well, Chris, uh, tell us a little bit about you. Uh, where were you born, raised? Uh, okay. Um, I was born in Long Island, New York, uh, in a beach town. And You're a Yankee? I'm a Yankee. All right. Yes. Okay. Uh, but I lived in the farm side. Okay. Of, you know, yeah, in the island, it's uh, a lot of farmlands. Uh, I lived there for 16 years. Uh, I grew up on horseback and uh, surfing. Mm -hmm. And then we moved to uh, Palm Bay, another beach town, and uh, uh, Melbourne. And I uh, went to high school there, and that's where I met my bride. Um, so, so you yeah. guys were like high school sweethearts, right? Well, my senior year is when I met her. When I okay. met her. And, uh, so, yeah. That works. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So now, how, how did you come to the Lord? Uh, well, <clears throat> I've always known God was there. Uh, you know, even as a child, I, I always knew it. Um, but I, I had to go through some hard times first. And uh, I 
my, my junior year of high school, uh, my mom actually kicked me out of the house. And so I've, I had a, I've been living on my own ever since. And, uh, and everything that goes along with that, all the mistakes that you make uh, when you're, you're on your own, doing it your way. And uh, so I, I went through a lot of hard times. And my 20s in particular were pretty tough. Uh, and I just, I just got tired of it. I really, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't take it anymore. And uh, I remember I was, I was driving down I-4, and uh, I don't know, probably a couple months before I did this, I, was, I put the radio on, 9.50 a.m., and I would listen to pastors for like five minutes, you know? I couldn't take any more than five minutes. And, uh, and then it went to 10 minutes, and, and then it went to 30 minutes. I'm like, what am I, you know, I'm listening to pastors here. And I was learning, and uh, I just, I finally... I was, I was so tired of the way things were. I was miserable. I said, God, listen, I, I don't care if I, if I flip burgers the rest of my life. I don't, I don't care what I do. I just want to be happy. And, uh, and I said, I'll, I'll, I'll follow you. Um, I, I did ask, though. I said, but God, I, I need you to be patient with me. I need you to have baby steps. I literally said this. I need baby steps this was going to be hard. I was not walking towards the Lord. And uh, so, yeah, that's what I did. And the first decision that, that, that day in the truck, uh, I said, I'm, I'm going to follow after you. And the first thing I'm going to do is get married. And, uh, and that's what I did. Right. Yeah. And you've been following him? Ever right. since. Uh, and he has been patient. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, di I didn't understand all that he was, was saying. I didn't know, you know wh why does he want me to do this? Why does he, I, I didn't even believe in marriage really at that time. I, I didn't, I didn't see it work. Uh, I didn't know anybody where it worked and, uh, I just followed him, you know, okay. I don't understand it, but I'm going to trust you. And, uh, step after step after step. I did it in faith. I did it just because he said so, and, and all my decisions were horrible. So I was done making my own decisions. Uh, and, you know, you have to live, the, you have to walk this Christian walk. You have to live it out. And when you live it out, then you go, oh, that's, that's why you wanted me to do that. I get it now. Yeah. I didn't understand yeah. it before, but, but now I do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you were one of the guys that came to me when we were looking for elders that that had a genuine interest and care for others and uh, so and I appreciate that about you so let me ask you if there's one thing that that you want people to remember when they think of Chris Santos what would that be uh, I would say that I'm I'm a regular guy down to earth and uh, I care about what God cares about so, and I'll talk to anybody, so. Yeah. Well, I have, I have something I want, I want to read. This actually came in the mail this week. And to be honest, I was thinking about, about you in, in particular this week and about um, if I was going to say one thing about you that, that touches my heart. And it actually is summed up in this little note that I received this week. This is what it says. 
It says, while on the 408, on our way home from Easter services, we discovered that we had a flat tire. Luckily, as by divine grace, we were able to pull into your church parking lot just as your services were ending to try to change the tire. Chris and Tricia and their friend Timothy were kind enough to notice our distress and stop to help. The chore was more difficult than anticipated, and without their assistance, we might still be struggling in our, in our event. Chris and Tricia and the others do indeed represent all that servants of God and good Christians should be. Thanks to them and to your church for extending and representing the spirit of true Christianity. That's, Chris, that's what I think. You're, you have a servant's heart. You love people, and you want to see the best for them. And I noticed you were wearing a suit, a nice suit last week, and you stopped and fixed a tire. It's so, just a suit. That's what we love about you, Chris. Thank you, man. Thank you, Jesse. Thank God bless you. Wow, I love that, don't you? So, yeah, I, I received that in the mail this week, and I thought, oh, wow, I'm going to embarrass him. It's going to be fun, fun, fun. Can't hardly wait. So, now, I want to talk to you today about something that will revolutionize your life, something that, that can transform who you are and in your walk with Christ. I want to talk to you about this one powerful word, and if you were looking at, at the scripture that we read this morning, it's really a small word that has huge implications in our lives. And it's simply encouragement. Encouragement. Have you ever been encouraged? Have you ever been down so low that you could play handball on the, on the curb? Uh, you, you've been low. Everybody's had those times and somebody comes by and speaks to you and lifts you up and encourages you. This is what the scripture says about encouragement. If you would turn that for me, because I don't think this one's working again. Uh, Proverbs 15.30 says, A cheerful look brings joy to the heart. Good news makes for good health. It's something about having somebody encourage you to, to lift you up, to say you can achieve, you can go, you can do it, you can accomplish the goals or the, or the dream that you have. There's something about when somebody stands behind you and says you have what it takes to rise above your circumstance, it just transforms you on the inside. There, I read a story this week don't believe it's a true story, but it's a, a story of, of two men that were in a hospital room, both on the verge of death. And one was uh, laying in the bed closest to the door, couldn't move, couldn't get up. He was in a, in a big cast, and the other man sitting on the other side was, was by a window. The man that was sitting by the, the door had given up on life. He was just ready to die. He didn't want to live, didn't want to go through what it would take to rehab and to move on. But the man by the window every day would set up in his bed and 
start telling this man what was outside. He would describe the beautiful park and you would see young lovers holding hands walking through the park and and there was a lake out there in in the park and and uh, young kids were were sailing their little boats on the on the lake and it was just such a a beautiful beautiful story that every day this man began to wait couldn't wait till he had that one hour of just understanding what was going on in the park After a couple of weeks, he decided that life was worth living, that he was going to get better. And it was these stories that this man was telling him about what was going on in life outside of that room that inspired him, that lifted him up, that created something in his spirit that he wanted to achieve. After three or four weeks went on, the nurse came in one morning only to discover that the man closest to the window had passed away in the middle of the night. His newfound friend was upset, but asked if he could be moved by the window because he himself wanted to see what was out there. So the nurse obliged him and moved his bed over to the window, and the man with all of his strength was able to raise up to see that beautiful park and that beautiful lake only to discover that the only thing he could see was a brick wall. Distraught, he he asked the nurse, "Why why would he do that for me? And she said, your friend was blind. He only did it to encourage you. See, encouragement has powerful implications in our lives. It's, It's the possession that we have been given by God, our words, our, our actions can have the power of life and death. The, I have seen a three-inch tongue slay a six-foot man. I, I, can, I have seen words bring life into somebody's existence and allow them to achieve and move on. And it's that power of encouragement. It's that power that God has given each and every one of us. We have to remember that the reason why we're here today, the reason why you're following Christ is because God himself is an encourager. If you would look at this next scripture, it tells us in 1 Peter 5, 12, it says, with the help of Silas, who I regard as a faithful brother, I have written to you briefly, encouraging you and testifying that this is the true grace of God and stand fast in it. What what Paul is writing is simply this, that the grace of God, the goodness of God, the encouragement of God is with us every single day. What is grace? Grace is receiving from God those things that we don't deserve. When we were down, when we were out, it was God that came to us and said, if you follow me, I will bless your life. If you allow me into your life, then I will straighten out all of those problems that that you're facing today. As Chris was saying, he got tired of trying to make decisions on his own and said, I will follow Christ. And when he began to follow Christ, then good things began to happen. And all of those things are part of us now because of the grace of God, the goodness of God, the encouragement that God gives us. God never looks at us and condemns us. Condemnation is of man. Conviction is of the Lord. 
there's a big difference. Condemnation is when we look at him and say, you're wrong, you don't deserve anything. But conviction of the Lord says, there's something in your life that I want to take care of for you. There's something in your life that, that is not right, that's going to lead you down a wrong path, and I want to bless you. And the Lord encourages us to change. The Lord encourages us to follow him. The Lord is an encourager. He encourages all of us to to rise above our circumstances, to rise above this life that we are living, that we're trying to live on our own, and pursue Him. Because He knows that He is the giver of eternal life, that He is the one that can bless us, and that when we follow Him, good things will always happen to us. God's grace is new to us every single morning, reaching into our lives and encouraging us to follow Him. Psalm 37, 23 says this, The steps of the godly are directed by the Lord. He delights in every detail of their lives. Wow. Do you realize that the Lord delights in everything? The Lord doesn't want you to just follow him an hour or two on Sunday morning. He wants, he wants to be part of your life every single day, 24 hours a day. When you're sleeping, he is there. When you arise in the morning, the Lord is there. When you go about your day, the Lord is there. It's the Lord that wants to be part of our lives. And he encourages us to allow him into every aspect of our life. He wants us to be close to him. And when we become close to the Lord, when we begin to walk with him, we become more like Christ. And when we become more like Christ, we start becoming of necessity an encourager if you are growing in Christ you are growing in encouragement do you realize that the scripture to, says tells us that that if we are to grow in grace that we are going to to grow and become encouragers here's is what Hebrews 10 25 says to us let us not give up meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Notice that the scripture tells us that we are to encourage one another, that we are to encourage other people, that we're to lift up other people. When you look at the scripture, the scripture always lifts up and builds up and edifies other people. It, it, it encourages us to achieve, to do more. God has called us. He has commissioned us to inspire one another. And we can use that through words and through actions and through deeds. Changing a tire can transform somebody's life. A kind word can, can keep somebody from doing something that, that, that they would regret throughout eternity. We have the ability to inspire other people. Years ago, when dinosaurs roamed the land... I was, I was coaching a basketball uh, team. Yes, a long time ago. And, and I was coaching this team, and, and to be honest, the, the talent was mediocre. I'd had some talent in teams that was phenomenal. This one was average. But this team did more than most teams because they really caught the concept of believing in each other. If you've ever played sports, you've been around somebody, um, a lot of times when a player makes a bad move, other players will criticize them. What in the world were you thinking? But this team 
had each other's back. They were encouragers. They encouraged one another. This team went all the way to the, national, uh, to the state championship. Why? Because they encouraged one another. They built one another up. And I was able to sit there and, and see the power of encouragement that when people begin to encourage one another, great things happen. So you may ask today, why should I encourage other people? Well, look at what Ephesians 4.16 tells us. It says, Make, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does his own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy, growing, and full of love. We are a body, whether it's humanity or the church. The church is called the body of Christ. A body is only as strong as its members. I've used this example before because I think all of us have had this how many, how many times have you got up in the middle of the night only to stub your toe on the end of the bed? And then your, your toe hurts. Have you ever tried to, to go about your day with a broken toe? It affects the entire body. It affects everything about you. And that's what, what the scripture is trying to tell us about, about encouragement. We are only as strong as our weakest link. We are stronger when we are together, when we're encouraging one another, when we're lifting one another up, when we're building up one another, the whole body begins to grow. And God challenges us to, to look at other people, not, not with an eye of, uh, of criticism, but growing full of love. See, to be a great encourager, you must love people. You have to love one another. If you don't love people, you will not encourage them. But it's when you love people, when you love those that are around you, when you love your neighbor as yourself, you want to see their best come to life. You want to see them encouraged. You want to see them achieve their dreams. You want to see them fulfilled in this life and in the life to come. You want the very best for them. I am so thankful for the Ann Sullivans of the world that looked at, at the Helen Keller that, that, that everybody else had written off and was able to take time and effort and energy to get to the place where Helen Keller could actually uh, communicate with other people. Wow. I, I look at her life and I say, man, I, I, don't, I don't, think, don't know if I have that in me. But she was dedicated. She was committed to helping. I wonder what would happen if, if all of us would, would begin to look at, at those people that are in our lives, our, our children, our grandchildren, our, our family, our friends, our neighbors, those that we know, those that we don't know, that every time we come in contact with somebody that we're looking to encourage them, that we're looking to bless them, that we're looking to help them connect with God on a more intimate level that we're always there to offer grace, that we're always there to lift one another up. You see, it's, it's important to understand that, that it is encouragement that makes the difference. And encouragement has to be birthed in love. This is what 1 Corinthians 8.1 says. It says, You think that everyone should agree with your perfect knowledge. While knowledge may make you feel important, it is love that really builds up. 
each other. See, it's love that, that gives us the desire. It's, it's the driving force in us to see the best in other people. Without love, we become critical and we, and we start looking at people's faults. Because, but when we love one another, love covers a multitude of sins. Love, love allows us to look at people in spite of the fact that they're flawed or, or imperfect. I mean, when I, when I look at my children, especially when I look at my grandchildren, they have no faults whatsoever. I mean, they're perfect. And if you ever see them doing something imperfect, please don't tell me. I actually know that they're not. But you keep working with them and you keep loving them. It's that one word called love. Love makes the difference. Love transforms our mind and our heart from criticism to encouragement. Think about your relationship with Christ. Has Christ ever criticized you? Has he ever talked to you and said, hey, I know what you did. Can't believe you did that. That's not the Lord. The Lord is always working with us to, to lay things down to, and to pick up his righteousness, to, to lay down the things that are hurting us and to follow him. He is there to lift us up, to encourage us. And when we want and have that desire to grow in, in grace with him, that it is a necessity that we become an encourager. It's that encouragement, that, that can-do spirit. It's contagious. When people become encouragers, it's amazing the things that can happen. It's amazing that the things that can be accomplished when people begin to lift one another up, to build one another up, and to encourage them. So you may ask today, say, well, well, how can I be an encourager? And I'm so glad you wanted to ask that because I have an answer for you. And here's, here's the first thing that, that I think that you need to do, that I need to do, that all of us need to do. You need to encourage yourself. You need to encourage yourself in the Lord. That you can't be a true encourager if your relationship with God is not where it needs to be. The scripture tells us in, in 1 Samuel 30 that David had gone back to his, his camp only to find out that his family had been taken and, his, and the men that were following all of their possessions and their families had been taken and, and his men were distraught, and they were thinking about taking David's life. David was at the lowest point in his life, and the scripture says something amazing that David said, the scripture says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. He asked for an ephod or a garment of praise that the, that the priest would wear. David put it on. He began to praise God, and he began to encourage himself in the Lord. There are some times in life that no one is going to be there to help you be encouraged. There are some things in life that you have to get to the place that you realize, I can't do this on my own. I can't achieve it on my own. I can't I can't overcome this on my own. Then you get to that place that you begin to worship God. 
that you begin to magnify Him. And as God begins to increase in your mind, in your heart, in your spirit, your problems become smaller and smaller. And the greater He is, the smaller your problem is. And you're able to encourage yourself in the Lord. And as David said, He gave a lion into my hand and He gave a bear into my hand. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? And that's when He went and slayed or slew Goliath. It's it's that encouragement in the Lord. Sometimes we have to look back on our past experiences with God and realize, wow, he brought me through that, and he brought me through that, and he brought me through that. Surely the goodness of the Lord is going to bring me through this situation, and I am going to walk on top of this problem because God is an encourager. God has the authority. God has the power, and I'm a child of the living God. I have the spirit of Christ in me, and if God is for me, who can be against me? Sometimes you just have to encourage yourself. There's no substitute for connecting with God. You can read all the books you want. You can study. But it's when we humble ourselves, we get on our knees, and we begin to pray. And we really begin to pray. Great things happen. Number one, encourage yourself in God. The second thing is, Pursue encouragement. This is what the scripture says in Romans 14, 19. It says, let us pursue what leads to peace and to the building up of one another. You know why you have to pursue? Because it runs from human nature. Human nature does not want to do that. You have to pursue it. You have to look for those things, those opportunities in life. You need to, to pursue a cheerful heart. You have to look for ways to encourage other people. And I will tell you, it is a great way to live, to encourage one another. If you, To be honest, if, you, if you're with my wife and you're going through the stores or wherever you're going, if she sees a police officer, she sees a military person, she sees a fireman, she always stops and says, oh, I thank you for your service and what you do for us. And, and I'm thinking, wow, how many times are you going to be encouraging other people today? I just want to go buy groceries. But she has learned, she truly appreciates what they do. And it doesn't take much. You'd be amazed next time you're out uh, eating dinner someplace and you see maybe a police officer or a fireman or a military person. Get the waitress and buy their dinner. And don't let them know who did it. They're going to be blessed. You're going to be doubly blessed. There's something about encouraging others. Look for it. Pursue it. Follow it. So encourage yourself. Pursue encouragement. Look for ways to encourage. And then when you find those things, inspire other people. Proverbs 12, 18 says this, Some people make cutting remarks, but the words of the wise bring healing. goes back to that power of life and death. We can make cutting remarks, but if we choose the words of the wise, the intelligent, the smart people, the ones that get it, bring life and healing. Look at people when you're talking to them and, and speak hope. Speak life. Speak encouragement. Our goal should be to help everyone to be their best, to achieve their best, to elevate their, their attitude, to elevate their self-esteem, to speak hope into their lives. 
So encourage yourself in the Lord. Pursue encouragement. Look for those ways. Inspire others. And the last thing is simply this. When you do see somebody, encourage them to follow God's plan for their life. Because encouragement is just not the things in this life. But are they following the Lord? If the scripture is true, and I believe it, I believe everything about it. If the scripture is true, man, we are the most blessed people in this world. We have forgiveness. We have been pardoned. We have been redeemed. We have all of these blessings awaiting us in eternity. We have blessings in this life and and 10,000 more in the life to come. And who knows what's going to happen throughout eternity. That's a long time. That is a long time. I mean, I thought it was a long time when I was a kid waiting for Christmas. From Thanksgiving to Christmas seemed like an eternity. Can you imagine what real eternity is going to be like? We're going to be there. We, and it's all been given to us. Jesus said he was going away to prepare a place for us. I believe that. I love that. I can't wait to see it. I guess I have to wait to see it. But in my heart, I, I, I long for it. And when we see others that, that perhaps are not, don't have their eyes on the Lord, maybe they're, they're looking at this life and they're thinking that this life is the only life that they have, that, that if they don't try to find happiness here, they'll never have happiness. Can you encourage them to to stay true to the Lord, to follow the Lord, to to follow God's best for their life? And when you do that, some amazing things begin to happen that when people begin to follow the plan that God has for them, there is a peace that goes beyond any understanding that will fill your heart. I'm going to ask our praise team to come back. And I want to encourage you today. If you have a person, do you, do you have a, a person in your life? You don't have to answer this. This is a rhetorical question. I say that because I always have somebody respond. Uh, but do you have somebody in your life that is just a thorn in the flesh? I mean, I, I've, had, I've had a few. We all do, don't we? You know, the, the person you see coming and when they don't see you, you hide. That, you know, that person. Or maybe you're, maybe you're here today and somebody's really hurt you. I mean hurt you. Hurt you bad. And you're struggling. You're struggling to forgive them. You're struggling to let it go. Maybe somebody that's disappointed you over and over and over again and you're just tired of just trying to encourage them one more time. If there's somebody like that in your life, I would like to give you an opportunity to let it go, to rise above it, to become that, that encourager, be, to become that person that, that holds no ill will, that holds no animosity, that has nothing against anyone else, but your goal is to be like Christ. Your goal is to encourage as many people as you can to follow after him. Because it's not only the others that are blessed, 
Becoming an encourager is the greatest reward in this life that you can ever 